have I been watching? Well, I have been making Tweed watch the first season of Fargo. Yay! And we are up to episode eight. He's actually been, for him, we have been binging, which means we have been watching two episodes a night instead of one. What is is this nonsense? Actually, unprecedented. I know. Uh, So he must really like it. Okay. he's, (laughs) He's like, yeah, we can go ahead and watch another one. And, oh, the kids and I watched Hope Dragon. No, no, Wish Wish Dragon. Dragon. That's so good. Hope Dragon. Yes, it was really cute. And you were right. It it has an Aladdin vibe for sure. But I enjoyed that and the kids loved it. Uh, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've been watching a lot apparently because my list is quite long. Kids and I started to watch something and I think your kids would love it. It's called The Mysterious Benedict Society on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's about these orphans, like crazy smart orphans that get, I don't know, recruited to be part of this society. I don't know. The first, it's only got two episodes out and it. It was really interesting. The episodes are long though, like an hour long. Oh my God. Which is long for a kid's show. I finished Ser- uh, Servant season two. I finished, we finished Sweet Tooth. Both enjoyed those very much. Um, I'm caught up on Lisey's story on Apple. It hasn't gotten any more interesting. Sorry. <laughs> We're caught up on Loki. This this one is my guilty pleasure now. It's a Fox show, but I've been watching it on Hulu. It's called Crime Scene Kitchen. I am a sucker for anything baking competition. <laughs> I love baking competition shows. I don't like to cook. I don't really like to bake, but baking competition shows, I am a master. Like, I could win this crap, and I've never done anything. But it's really, it's actually kind of interesting, because they have, like, this little crime scene kitchen, and there are clues, and they have to go in and figure out what was made in that kitchen, and then make that dessert. So, like, there's a whisk, and it's got a little bit of whipped cream on it, and there's... (laughs) There's the, these ingredients that are laying out, but then they fool you because some of the ingredients are laying out and they're not opened. So you don't want to use those ones. You want to use the ones that were opened and it's it's crazy, but it's really fun. <laughs> My youngest loves to watch it with me. He thinks it's hilarious. Um, another one is This Is Pop on Netflix. It's a like a documentary series and each episode has a different theme. Like the first one is The Boys to Men Effect. And it's all about how Boys to Men changed the game and created all those boy bands, which I never even thought of, is they started it and made all these, and like, oh, they're like, oh, four-part harmonies, five-part harmonies, you know. Right. That was, the Boys to Men changed the game, and they have not, not anywhere near the notoriety that, like, the pretty white boys had, so. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And then there's a whole episode about, like, Swedish pop and how come the best songs come from Sweden, which I never even realized half the songs that came from Sweden. All I know is ABBA and Ace of Bass. And... But anyways, and that's it. Other than I watched a couple movies, In the Heights on HBO. Oh, how was that? I had no background of that. I didn't know any of the music. I didn't know what the story is about. So it took me a bit. Like, I was like, okay, I don't see what the hype is. But then I got really into it by the end. And I cried. So, because um, I cried everything. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but we enjoyed it. And I'd probably watch it again. And then we, I also watched False Positive on Hulu, which I was really looking forward to. Because it's got a, Alana Glazer in it. And she's from Broad City. And it's a horror movie. It's a remake, pretty much, of Rosemary's Baby. It's not great. Skip it. That's all I'm going to say. I saw the preview for it on... Instagram. Instagram's always trying to get me to watch stuff. (laughs) 
Um, what was I going to comment? Oh, I've listened to the In the Heights soundtrack, and I, I thought it was okay, but I think it's, it must kind of be like Hamilton, where the first time through, you're like, okay, and then as you get what the story is, right. the more time you listen to it, the more you enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, I have, I mean, I have friends that have obviously were big fans and thought it was amazing. The choreography alone is show-stopping. Like, there's a scene in the pool that is just, oh, I don't even know how they did it. It's crazy. And there's some really awesome things on YouTube of how they did it. And it's, it's so good. But yeah, check it out if you're a musical theater fan. That's a pretty good one. Okay, well, hello everybody. Welcome to That's So Original Podcast. I'm Kelly in another weird room. I apologize. <laughs> I don't know why this keeps happening to me, but I am here with my friend Tiffany. Hello, Tiffany. Hello. You need to stop traveling and getting all these I neat know, rooms. God, all these jet setting adventures I go on. Yeah, right. Um, and we are talking to you today about. Episode four of Cruel Summer. This one's called You Don't Hunt, You Don't Eat. Okay. <clears throat> I hope I did that right. <clears throat> I'm really flimmy. I'm sorry. I had Mexican on the way back to the house. <laughs> and I I think I think the salsa's got me all drainy and nasally. Okay. Anyway, I'll start us off because I think it's my turn. And we are now skipping ahead to July 15th of 1993, 1994, and 1995. I just got to say my birthday is July 16th. So this would have been my birthday when I was 16, 17, and 18. If anyone cares. Memories. So it's 1993, and Rod and I call her initially some girl because we get no context. She's just a girl. Right. They're in the garage cleaning guns because, sure, it's Texas. And Kate walks in. Rod hands her a shotgun tells her it's clean as a whistle. And then Rod refers to the two girls as my girls. So I assumed that his, that this other girl is his daughter from a previous relationship. And it is immediately clear, whoever she is, that she does not care for Kate at all. Because she takes the first opportunity she can to get out of that garage. Rod says, you know, it can take her a while to warm up when she comes back from her mom. So, yeah, there you go. I'm so smart. It is his daughter from a previous relationship. They still never say that, but we are to no, they assume. Don't. Yeah. And they never no, they say her name until, like, the very end. I know. <laughs> Cut to 1994. Kate is walking around her house, like, aimlessly. She walks into the dining room and closes these, like, double doors behind her. Quick cut to Kate in the basement. And uh, last time I was saying how bored I was with that episode and I wanted some basement footage. We get quite a a bit of basement footage in this episode. So thank you for listening. Cruel Summer. Anyway, Kate is in the basement. She's coming out of a bathroom wrapped in a towel. And she sees who I guess is Martin running up the stairs. And she starts to chase after him yelling, no, 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 no. And he slams the door. She sees a container on the stairs and she grabs it and throws it up the stairs and saying she doesn't want any more trail mix. She wants to go home. And I was like, you know what, Kate? I feel you. Because once you pick out the M&M's, trail mix is trash. Okay? Mm -hmm. Don't be giving me Mm -hmm. that raisin nonsense. No, fuck that. No, God. Cheap ass. Give me some Chex Mix or something. (laughs) So cut back to the dining room with Kate in 1994. And I'm going to call her stepsister for right now. Stepsister walks in. 
And Kate is just looking around and commenting about how they redid the dining room. And her stepsister says, yeah, a couple of months ago. And Kate said exactly what I was thinking at that moment. She was like, they were picking out wallpaper while I was locked in a basement. And I was thinking the same thing. I was like, they were redecorating while she was missing. But then I was like, okay, people deal with grief and things in in their own way. Maybe it was something to do to distract themselves at the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they didn't know how long she was going to be. I mean... They probably right. thought she's going to be gone forever. And what are you going right. to do? Uh, so. I mean, first 48, you know, are very important. You don't find them. Odds are you're not going to. So the sister says that she is there to see Kate. Yeah. Uh, it's so confusing. Mm-hmm. So 1995, um, we are back in the tastefully decorated dining room. And a lawyer is marveling at the wallpaper. And Kate's mom get, tells him to get lawyering and stop complimenting my decor. Because she's the only one who's from Texas. Kate was like a little bit in the scene. She has like vaguely. She like crossed the border for a few minutes and then she went back home and she picked it up, you know, in that brief amount of time. Yes, I do have like my next little paragraph. She has some. (laughs) So um, the lawyer is telling Kate that her reputation is on the line and therefore the Wallace reputation as a family nationwide is on the line. And I don't know what the Wallace, like, reputation is. He was a football player, but what is he now? Like, does he have a business? I mean, they're obviously doing very well, so what's the reputation? But anyways, they never explained that, so fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) They're telling um, Kate that she, you know, she has to be ready for this court case. And Kate's like, well, yeah, because Jeanette has been preparing for months. And I need to do that, too, because she's like, yeah, she's a sociopath, but she's smart. And then Kate does this. But I'm smarter. I don't go hunting without arming up first. And I, I was like, oh, okay, now we're we're the, the deep south. Okay. Uh-huh. And then she says, how do I prepare? And the lawyers tell her, well, Jeanette's alleging you knowingly spread false information. She said, I don't lie. Okay. I don't lie. Okay. I don't want your lie. <laughs> <laughs> And the lawyers are telling her, well, your integrity and your memories are in question. You need to be consistent. You have to, you know, know this story frontwards and backwards because they're going to tear you apart on the stand. Because there's really no way around it. Kate is going to be questioned. Mm -hmm. So, cut to 1994. Kate and Jamie are in a car outside uh, her therapist's office. I guess he's just driving her to therapy. And... Out of the blue, she's like, she's about to go in. And she's like, oh, by the way, what did you do two weeks ago? You know that night when you were kissing Jeanette? <laughs> just mm-hmm. curious. What, what, what were you doing? And he says, oh, I was just kicking it with Ben. We all know it's a lie because Ben was kicking it with Vincent. But mm-hmm. anyways. And Kate's like, oh, okay. And just goes in. So she just lets that go. I don't know. Right. She baits him to lie. And then she's like, oh, okay. Okay, cool. I just know you. I can't trust you. Bye. So she goes in and she now we're cutting. It's like these very quick, weird cuts because I think it's, I think they're trying to do like Kate's memories. I don't know. And whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's her talking to her therapist. I think, believe her name is Sylvia. Yeah. And she's telling her, my parents made me go to therapy. So I don't know what I'm supposed to talk about here. And the therapist explaining to her, well, this is a safe place where you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. You don't have to talk about anything in particular. And Kate tells her in her Kate over dramatic, I don't believe in safe places anymore. I used to think the world was safe. Blah. I I'm sorry you lived in a basement. I'm sorry, Kate. 
And then she's like, well, I used to light my bedroom before I was kidnapped. It's meticulously decorated. Now it just feels like a different kind of cage. And it's kind of cut back and forth to her being in her bedroom. And she's looking at one of those horrible Texas mom corsage things. <laughs> and she's tearing it apart. And then you sh- then it shows her looking at medals and trophies. And she's throwing the medals on the floor. And she tells the therapist, it feels like the world kept spinning while I was, while I was gone. Now everything just looks spoiled. So, 1995, um, we go back to 1995. Quick cuts, guys. Sorry, this is a hard one to try to cover. A lawyer is asking um, Kate about the day in question, the day that supposedly Jeanette saw Kate and never said anything. And he asked her, so how long have you been kin- were you kidnapped when you saw Jeanette? And she's like, I don't know. You know what? I have no sense of time down there. She's like, I think I was trapped for months when I heard someone break in. And I looked out the window and I saw Jeanette running away. And he's like, you looked out the window? The windows were covered. And she's like, well, you know, I looked through the cage on the window. I saw Jeanette fleeing the scene. I was like, oh, okay. okay. 1990s <laughs> cop. And she's like, we, she saw me and I saw her. We held eye contact. The lawyer says, well, I want you to know, Jeanette's lawyer will remind the jury that you were traumatized and your memory may be flawed. Then the lawyer asks, tell me about the day you were rescued. And I was like, well, that's random. Yeah. She says, I was rescued. End of story. The end. Next question. Is that good? Did you? Was that good? <laughs> you know, she tells the story and everybody's like nodding around the table like, oh, yeah. Okay. That was good. I was like, I could poke a thousand holes in that story. And so <laughs> can Jeanette's lawyer. But whatever. Okay. So cut to 1995, Emo Kate is smoking up in the bathroom with her new BFF Mal, and Kate is again in a bathtub. She likes a bathtub, but this time at least it's empty. She's not laying fully dressed in a bathtub full of water, just fully dressed in an empty bathtub. They have hit up Mallory's mom's joint collection apparently and they're giggling about how ridiculous this lawsuit is, and Mallory's like, it's terrible bullshit and they giggle some more because you know hi and suddenly kate has a plan they should get dunkaroos which is that's a good plan it's a decent actually. plan not the not yeah. the new dunkaroos that are yogurt not frosting no 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 frosting cut back to 1993 with kate and the stepsister girl and rod this whole gun cleaning thing and this whole family get together are because they are packing up for a yearly hunting trip Okay, Kate wants to know where Mama is, and Rod says she's chatting with Scott, something about the roses. And I'm like, is that what they're calling it these days? Mm-hmm. He wants her in her rose garden. <laughs> Kate's like, yeah, okay, because she already knows what's down. Uh, she walks into the garage, asks the girl if they can talk later without the parents. And this bitch is like, your mom is not my parent. And then she just goes out and starts talking to her dad. Finally, Joy shows up in an outfit that makes her look like an extra on Hey Dude. But she <laughs> is ready to go, <laughs> to go shoot some shit. It's awful. <laughs> and her hair is so big. Oh, God, it's bad. <laughs> Okay, back to this weird duo of uh, Kate and Mallory. And Mallory is losing her shit about how great the snacks are in Kate's house. Just wait until you see the snack that she's losing her shit over. Just Did hold. they have pizza rolls? That was the question. Did they have no, the pizza Not rolls? a pizza roll in sight from what I saw. So Joy walks in and hands Kate 
something that was taped to the front door while Mallory is sitting there eating from a bag of cheese puffs. Cheese puffs is what she thinks are the best snacks. They're not even brand name cheese puffs, which I realize they probably couldn't do because then they'd have to pay for product placement. Off-brand cheese puffs, but whatever. Now we know what it's like at Mallory's house. So we see what was taped to the front door, and I want you to take a walk through the past with me. I laughed so hard at this. Children of 2021. Once upon a time, paper for a printer came in this one long stack of paper and it was folded like an accordion and all the pages were attached with these perforations at the top and bottom and then they were also perforated on the edges because there was this edge with holes in it because the printer moved the paper with a gear with spokes on it i know this sounds like some shit that's not even real this sounds made up i promise you it was not That is the printer I had in high school, okay? Do you know how hard it is to get one-inch margins on a printer like that? But I digress. Anyway, the note says LIAR. Capital L, not all caps, which I felt like that was a choice, you know? And left aligned. Uh, It was left aligned. (laughs) Yes. Center that shit. Center it and capitalize it. Make a fucking point if you're going to go through this trouble. Where do they even... Okay. I, uh, I can't. I can't. I can't. Okay. So, and I love how they didn't even deem her worthy effort to rip off the side. They're just they're just like, fuck. Okay. I am not ripping those perforations. With the ream no. still attached. Let's leave that shit on there. I love it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, in 1993, they're at the campsite hunting cabin place with her family. And I guess Jamie's there, too. And, like, a fuck ton of other people. Is the whole town come to this event? I guess so. So, young Crease is here, too. And I almost forgot his name was Derek because I don't even think I've said it. I have I've no idea what it. his no name is. He's just old man Crease. <laughs> yeah, I, I think maybe I've said it once. Still don't know her name. Stepsister apparently knows him and has a fun nickname for him. She calls him DT. She's so fun. And she also calls Joy a snob to her face. So, actually, that was kind of fun. A car pulls up. Joy has invited Martin to this town camping trip. Why not? The whole town seems to be there. She tells Kate that she invited him as a thank you for escorting her home safely from the garden party. He says it was no problem. And then he and Kate share a, those stupid boys kind of look because the guys are beating each other up with sleeping bags. And I'm like, why are, why are men? And she runs off to get ready for some skate shooting. Like, I don't understand. Like, was Old Man Crease friends with Jamie? Like, I don't understand why he's there. I don't. I don't. Especially either. since Kate's mom calls him Dirty Turner Scum. So, like, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because Jamie and Kate were a thing back in 1993. She's like, Mom, can I bring my boyfriend? She's like, I guess. I don't know. It's so weird. So, I just made up a whole conversation that didn't happen between Kate and her mom. Yeah. So 1994, and we see Kate is walking out of her therapy session, and she's walking in the waiting room, and she sees Mallory in the waiting room. Then they both kind of look at each other like, oh, God. No, they, <laughs> you know I go to therapy. Ew. Oh, no. Kate's like, uh, why are you here? And she says, uh, which I think is so rude. Like, why are you at therapy? What's your fucked up trauma? <laughs> She literally asks her. I know. And Mallory says, oh, child of divorce. And um, apparently her mother is verbally abusive. I don't know. Sorry, Mallory. That sucks. Yeah. 
then Kate says, well, should you even be talking to me? Aren't you and, like, Jeanette, like, BFFs? And she's like, oh, no, we haven't talked in a really long time. We're not friends anymore. And Kate says, oh, by the way, can I tell you something? Also, just dropping secrets in this yeah. in this waiting room to this person she doesn't even know. But she says, I saw Jeanette kissing Jamie the other day. And Mallory is appalled. What? Call her a bitch out? And Kate says, well, I don't know even bother doing that. I'm going to let the police take care of her. There's some irrefutable evidence that's going to bite her on the ass any minute. I'm like, oh, okay. And Mallory is in it. She's like, oh, I can't stand Kate or Jeanette or whatever that girl's name is. Let's do this. And she's like, I have to tell you something. I never liked you. Like, I really disliked you. And Kate says, yeah, I don't hear that very often. And I was like, yeah, because she's supposed to be so <laughs> perfect. Blah, 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 blah. But I think it's in this conversation where they talk about Kate says, yeah, you came to remember you came to my third grade birthday. And yeah, Mallory yeah. says, yeah, the one with a pony, because you're the only girl in town with a pony. <sighs> Memories. Mm. So in 1995, we're in the kitchen, and Kate and Mallory are talking about, oh, my God, who would have left this note? And the mom says, well, the whole town loves you. We have the whole Kate Wallace fan club, except for Jeanette. There may be more people that believe in Jeanette right now. And if one of them gets deposed, then we can kiss this house goodbye. You can kiss your college fund goodbye. You're going to be stuck in a town filled with people that hate you with not two pennies to rub together. And I was like, I'm watching CNN for funsies. Oops, that's Jeanette. (laughs) And so Joy has this brilliant idea that they're going to go on a hunting weekend every year. You know, apparently they probably went while she was gone. Then they're going to get these people to come down this hunting trip on their side. And they're going to get the gossips and go on with the correct narrative. Kate says, well, I'm only going to go, you know, if Mallory comes with me. And Mallory's like, oh, great. This sounds like a great time. So they quick cut to them at the hunting thing. And they're they're skeet shooting. Mallory says she's a pacifist. She's not shooting. And Kate says, yeah, me too. Just as when Joy gives them the line, you don't hunt, you don't eat. And I was like, skeet? We're going to eat skeet? Okay, cool. And Mallory and Kate are fine with that because they say they're vegetarians. Pull! The next, like, four little things I have end with pull! Because it's ridiculous. (laughs) All right. So, 1993, and we're skeet shooting, and Joy is in that ridiculous outfit, and she is showing everyone who should have been in the Olympics last year. And Kate is talking to Martin, who is getting startled and a little overwhelmed with all the shooting and all the noise that you get used to all the noise and things explode okay so back to 1995 they're at the campsite and they've got all the people around the squad who may or may not be deposed and joy is warning them that you know any one of you could be next and we just want to get our story straight as our allies Just say that Kate isn't a liar, okay? Kate's not a liar. Everybody on that same page, Kate is not a liar. So, back to 1993. And a quick little flash of Martin is telling Kate what a good shot she is. And she's smiling. I did want to note, and I forgot to say this at the beginning, that there's a warning at the beginning of this episode about how this episode has scenes of grooming Mm. in it and they're very subtle and which grooming you know is it's like they're just your friends and they're just smiling at you and telling you a good shot and making eye contact when the boys are being silly and it's these little things that martin keeps doing to instill like a familiarity and a trust in kate before he's even actually had a real conversation with her 
quick scene of Kate waking up in her bed and seeing Martin's face watching her sleeping in her dream and freaking the fuck out. In 1993, Kate finds stepsister on the back porch of this cabin. This is when we get her name. This is when we get Oh, yes. Finally find out who she is. She's cleaning her shoes because that crease, you know, he's old. He probably (laughs) tripped on his cane or his walker and spilled soda on her shoes. Whatever. Kate says she thinks he likes her. And I said, he likes his Jojo, Kate. Stop it. (laughs) He doesn't have time for a girl. Kate says she needs to talk to her, and and this is, again, yes, where we finally find out her name is Ashley, or Ash, and she tells her how she thought Rod was having an affair, and Ashley reacts exactly like Joy. She flips out, says, don't even say something like that. You could ruin his integrity and everything his work for, and again, I ask, what is he doing right, right now? Right. What is he doing? She says, he and I don't have the privilege of looking like you and your mom, and if anyone is stepping out in that house, it's your mom. She should come with a gold digger warning sign. And Kate is very offended, and she's like, she, uh, she meaning Joy, loves dad. And Ashley shuts this whole conversation down by telling Kate to stop trying to push this whole sister thing. It's never going to happen. Stop trying to make sister happen. <laughs> So 1994, and Kate is talking to her therapist, and she's telling her about that dream of Martin, you know, watching her sleep. And the therapist breaks it down for her in a bunch of words I didn't write down. But she tells her that (laughs) our memories are funny. Um, We can disremember things, especially with trauma. And we can replace a memory with one that makes us feel more secure. And I was like, dun-dun-dun, foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it was Jeanette that saw her. I think it's Mallory. Anywho. And she, Kate's explaining to the therapist, you know, how it was in the beginning when she was first kidnapped. Um, she's like, in the beginning, we were both learning our roles. And I had to learn, you know, what his intentions were, etc. And so they cut to this picture of Martin bringing a grilled cheese sandwich downstairs. And you see him bringing it downstairs. And you can hear the shower running. So obviously he's bringing, thinking he's going to bring that down while she's in the shower. And so she won't see him. But the truth is, she's letting the shower run, but she is hiding behind a wall and runs up the stairs to escape. But at the top of the stairs, the door is locked. She starts screaming and crying, pounding on the door, and she comes down the stairs and she's crying. She's like, just talk to me. Why are you doing this? What do you want from me? And he tells her, I want you to eat. And she attacks him and scratches his face and he shoves her to the ground and he goes running up the stairs, gets his keys out and gets us and gets out of the room. Kate explains to the therapist that at that moment she was a lion in the cage and he was a lion tamer. After that, things got so much worse. In 1995, Kate is playing solitaire because I don't know, seems like fun. And Joy tells her that the police called, you know, because they just call now. And told them to go to the station. And Kate says, I bet they found Jeanette's fingerprints on the necklace. Joy just gives this look on her face like, um, okay. And says, um, the truth shall set you free. And I was like, ah, okay. In 1993, Kate has gone out of the little hunting cabin and is wandering around in the dark. I don't know why. Just for shits and giggles. Sure. And she looks over and there's Martin sitting in a swing, kind of ducked down. And they're like, oh, hi, hi. Creepy older man. Don't Mm -hmm. like it. So cut back to 1995 and Mallory is walking out of the hunting cabin at night. And Joy comes walking out and Point Blake asks her, did you send this letter? 
And Mallory says, what in what world would I send my best friend a letter accusing her of lying? One, it's not a letter. It's four letters. It said liar. And it wasn't in an envelope or anything, so it's not a letter. You're true. It's a letter or a piece of paper. Okay. So Joy says, in a world where the more she relies on you, the happy you are. And I was like, ooh, Joy's got it. She's got your number, Mallory. She's like, my Whataburger-loving girl is suddenly (laughs) eating granola and burning incense. Kate may trust you, but I don't. And Mallory tells her, well, I didn't send it, so, you know, eat a dick. I don't know. I'm going to tell you. (laughs) She's like, if I find out you sent that letter, there'll be hail to pay. You hear me? Hail. Hail? Is it hail? Two syllables. It's hail. Is it hailing? How come Mallory lives in Texas and she's got a Jersey accent? (laughs) No, yep. No accent. No Texas accent. So, okay, we're at the police station in 1994. We're going to find out if they found a fingerprint on that ugly-ass necklace. Kate and Joy are convinced that they're there to find out what Jeanette is being charged with. They are like, okay, all right, let's hear it. But the lady detective is actually telling them that they aren't charging her with anything. Joy is freaking out, calling the whole police station a rinky-dink operation, and she'll talk to the chief herself. And Kate's like, well, what about that necklace? And the detective detective says fingerprint analysis was inconclusive. And Joy's like, well, give her a lie detector test. The detective says, well, we can't do that without any evidence. Also, it doesn't mean doodly squat. And she says, really, the most we could give her anyway is community service. These ladies are absolutely livid, and Joy says she's just going to have to destroy Jeanette's public image, you know, if they can't get her in jail. Kate wants to know, why am I the only one that suffers consequences around here for anything? And she gets up and leaves the room. And, you know, I bet that Creases Dojo is going to lose some clients. So maybe (laughs) you're not the only one, Kate. Why don't you think about other people, okay? So Kate comes home and finds... Ashley poking around her room and on her computer like really she's pissed and I was like well yeah why are you in her room on her computer uh she asked her uh, what she's doing in there and uh she says nothing and Kate's like nothing that's what you do best am I right remember last year's hunting trip and Ashley says well you're right I was a crappy sister I'm trying to be better and Kate's like oh okay so now we're sisters and you can tell that Ashley has like loosened up a little bit because now her hair is long and flowy (laughs) instead of tightly braided pretentious Ashley from 1993 there's always a little something to clue you in on personality shifts and time changes Kate says well you suck you left me alone but I wasn't long alone for long just so dumb this is this this whole thing is dumb the uh, there's the writing in this I just who wrote this who wrote these horrible 12 year old girl lines seriously I mean the, the the twists and stuff the mystery this is this is excellent the rest of it is nonsense <laughs> I feel like there's like some 40 year old middle aged person and they got hooked up with a 15 year old and they said make a show <laughs> and this is what yeah. they came up with and I need a really good line to take me from this scene to the next scene wait a minute I got it you left me alone but I wasn't alone for long how's that <laughs> oh that's perfect that's great that's great print it so segue that's that's how that's great. It. Woo! I love it 
So, since she wasn't alone for long, 9 to 9 to 3, Kate is outside. She's now hanging out with Martin. They're just chilling, looking at the yep. stars, you know, nothing weird and not romantic about that. Um, nothing inappropriate. Not the fact that she's a 15 and with this man. And she's teaching him about anapodes, which I'd never heard that word before. Me neither. Which is the opposite point on the globe of a of some place. So the anapode of Skyland is an island in the South Pacific. And she's like, I wonder what it would be like there. And Harris tells her, well, things there would be different. And she's like, different sounds like a dream. I was like, See, there it is. She is so no. tortured. For what? Like, her life is not hard. I don't understand why she's so tortured. Her mom is mean. Hey, for kicks, I went to antipode.com oh, and I did it for where I live. And this is literally what it said to me. It is in the middle of the ocean, way off the western coast of Australia. And it said, and I quote, you're alone and the water is cold. I was like, wow, cool. Yay. <laughs> if the world ever gets turned on your head, you're fucked. I am fucked. So I have in my notes, Kate's so tortured, calm down. Um, <laughs> so she like does the, uh, and he says, oh, you're cold and gives her his jacket. And then he teaches her about Cassiopeia. And, oh, so weird. Cassiopeia bragged about her beauty and then ticked off her daughter. Things were really dramatic back then. And I was like, oh, wow. You couldn't have found any other star. Like, you had to find that one. He probably just made that shit up so that she she can feel close to him. And she's like, yeah, because things are so peachy now. And I was like, once again, calm down, Kate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Harris tells her, you know, family can be difficult. And she's like, or they can super suck, too. <sighs> Kate. And Kate says, family business isn't allowed to be discussed outside the family. But no one in the family would talk to me. So it's just this thing eating at me. What's eating at her? Other than her mom's having an affair? Like, you thought dad was having an affair, so... She's 15. Don't you remember when you were 15 and everything was the end of the world? Not like, really. I, don't, I try uh, to block that shit. Oh, <laughs> Those were not pretty years. Those were not cute years. Uh, so Harris tells her he, he understands the feeling. Something tragic happened in his family, a big family secret, and we never talked about it. So immediately she says, what was it? Because I was like, okay, you're rude. Don't ask. And he's like, well. She does ask the questions that I would ask, though. She asks, like, Mallory, what are you doing here? And then she asks him, like, well, what happened? Yeah. It's like all the stuff we want to ask, but we don't because we're civilized people. Kate's just like, I'm going to ask it. And she's, like, supposed to be this little debutante. And she's just rude <laughs> as hell. And he says, well, you know, my dad killed himself. That's why I'm so jumpy around guns. And right before he died, he and I had this fight. But that was the last conversation he and I had. And he's like, you know, family stuff. Choose your battles. And she's like. Okay, well, I think I can sleep now. I was like, <laughs> your story put me to sleep. Well, that's such a, a, a nice, calming bedtime story. Well, your, your traumas nice. make me tired. Yeah. Um, and he tells, he tells her, sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs or kidnappers bite. Good night. Freaking creeper. <laughs> Who says that shit? He's so weird. Uh. <sighs> So back to 1994, um, and with Ash, Ash and Kate in yeah. their room, and apparently this is the conver- This is what the story that uh, Kate has just told Ash about how she sat out that night and looked at the stars with Harris, 
And Ash says, well, I had no idea that that happened. And Kate says, how could you? You're a ghost here. Our parents have been together for a decade and we are strangers. And she's like, and I have a therapist to talk to you, so I don't have to talk to you. And Ash tells her, a therapist is not a sister. And Kate says, well, neither are you. And I was like, damn, girl. That's a good burn. Mm -hmm. So Ashley leaves, and Kate goes immediately to her computer to get on a chat room. Like, is anyone here? Talk to me. At this point, I'm like, is Ashley looking for gossip to tell, sell to the tabloids or to clear Jeanette for crease? What is her game here? Like, she's up to uh, shit. Like, why was mm -hmm. she digging through her computer? There's this quick flashback to basement time. And we're finding out what happened after Kate actually ate the grilled cheese that, you know, Martin said all he wanted from her was to eat. Well, apparently she ate the grilled cheese. And it was filled with drugs, apparently, because she's all loopy mm -hmm. and she's laying on the floor. And all she can hear is Martin's voice saying, this part will be over soon. And I gagged because I was like, I don't I know. I don't oh. know what's happening, but I don't like it. I didn't like that either. I didn't like that either. Ugh, ugh. Okay. Then she passes out. So we're going to cut now to 1993 and they are grilling meat for breakfast at the campsite. <laughs> yeah, sure. Jamie runs up behind Kate and grabs her and it's like, where did you disappear to last night? And then Martin comes and he's loading up his plate with whatever they killed yesterday, I guess. And Kate tells Jamie that she went to bed early and he's like, well, yeah, um, I tapped on your bedroom window and peeked in your windows like a stalker and your bed was empty. And she says, oh yeah, I went for a walk. So then we cut to 1995 and Mallory and Kate are walking around and Kate is wondering if Babs has been staring at her. Babs is like the gossipy lady who the mom wants to get on their side or whatever. Mallory says, you're just being paranoid. Oh, by the way, your mom, speaking of paranoid, accused me of sending the letter. The four letters. Kate is pissed. They walk over to the campfire where everyone is telling ghost stories. And Kate's like, oh, hey, I have a great one. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, really? Okay. And she said, yeah, it's about a girl called Annabelle alone in the woods one night. They were on a hunting trip pretending to love their pets at home while they shoot animals on vacation. Everybody's like, okay, this is getting weird really quick. Pretending their marriages aren't perfect. But I digress. Back to Annabelle all alone. Till she wasn't. A man joined her. A man the grown-ups trusted. Annabelle trusted him too, of course. She was just a child. That trust led to something unspeakable, which is kind of the grown-up's fault. They'd better all have their story straight because Annabelle sure has hers. Secrets are scary because everybody has them. So sleep tight. Don't let the bit books bite. And I was like, seriously, that was kind of an intense ghost story. I didn't so, think it was. But... It was like, lame, <laughs> like, pass it on yeah. to the next person. I was like, what, is she going to shoot everybody right now? Like, she, she was like. This was no, are you afraid of the dark? I'm just going to, I'm done. It's not. Well, no. And no, she didn't throw no. the glitter in the fire. She didn't do any of that shit. It was creepy because she's talking crazy. It's basically what I'm saying. Oh. So, 1994, Ashley is swinging because if we have learned nothing from Bridgerton, that is what people who are deep in thought do on TV, okay? So, Crease comes up behind her and, like, jumps her and she's like, DT! And he's like, sup, Ash? <laughs> I can't. And he starts swinging too and he says, or should I say Claire from physics class? And I was like, oh, hey, I knew that. I had that. I did not. She says, hey, I needed an alias. A Wallace cannot be calling a Turner right now. 
And she asks how Kate is. She hates me, hates Jeanette. He says, well, the police cleared Jeanette, so hopefully that puts an end to it. And I wrote, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> she asks if he believes Jeanette, and he says she wouldn't lie about something so serious. Ashley says she wished she knew Kate like that because she doesn't, and she's shutting her out. And I was like, well, can you blame her? You have been a raging bitch to her for the better part of a decade, you freaking psycho. So... Cree starts <laughs> Okay. Cree starts telling this story like my grandpa would tell a story, okay? When Jeanette was a little girl, she used to be afraid of me for about a month. I talked to her in a funny voice using this dolphin puppet we had, and she would talk to that puppet for hours. And I was like, I'm starting to see where it all went wrong with Jeanette. Okay. <laughs> I said she was afraid of his mad karate skills. so anyway maybe you should try a puppet and (laughs) oh my god he laughs but you can see on her face that she has an idea and And i said what no i was like i had the same idea i knew where this was going it was (laughs) i said i bet it involves a chat room Mm -hmm. and she asks him if he's heard of Bernicki 4 and he says no what is it with these people knowing all this random historical shit apparently she was Cleopatra's cunning older sister and then we see the same screen name pop up in the chat room that Kate was in where she's asking can somebody talk and this person this Bernicki 4 is asking if she wants to talk in a private room and Kate says yes and we see Ashley on her computer now typing back and forth with Kate there's a voiceover of Ashley, and she's still telling Crease about how this Bernicky was for whatever. I don't the understand. Bernicky the fourth is what her name was. The fourth, okay. She's telling him how she was sneaky, but she paid a price in the end. She was beheaded. I'm like, I don't think they're going to behead Ashley at the end of the show, but... I want to know, I kind of want to go back to that. I think, was it the first or second episode where they showed her that first time talking in that chat, and she's like, what if they find out that I haven't been completely truthful? I want to know who uh, she was chatting with. I want to know if uh, it was this name. Okay, we're going to have to go back and look. Yeah, I'm going to have to go check that out, because I'm very curious. But I didn't go into it, because I'm also lazy. <laughs> <laughs> we cut back to this, we get this quick scene of back in 1993, and it is drugged Kate. This is what, you know, this will only take a minute. This is, she's woken up from that. When she said that, you know, she was a lion that needed to be tamed. This is how Martin tamed her. She opens her eyes and the basement has been filled with water, toilet paper, cleaning products, and food. It's very clear that she's going to be down there and she's going to be alone for quite some time. He's not going to be bringing her food. This is it. She's like in for the long haul. She is trapped in there by herself. This is, you know, you've been punished for the way you're acting. This is how it's going to be. Cut back to 1995, and for some reason, Kate has the tapes to her therapy session. I didn't realize that was a thing. Like, they could just give those to you. So Mallory's asking her, she says, I can't believe you never listened to your therapy session tapes. Kate says, well, people are going to start doubting me, and I think I need to revisit these tapes and have my story straight. She's like, my own memory of my time down there is the only reference I have because the other person didn't make it out alive. And I was like, okay, just tell us Mm -hmm. how, you know, he did he, what happened? Did she kill him? Somebody else kill him? I gotta know. Please shoot out. I don't know. So she puts on the biggest headphones I've ever seen and starts listening to this tape while Mallory is watching her, which is totally not creepy at all. Right, that's so weird. (laughs) 
And we're back to the point where the, like, whoever asked her, the therapist, the lawyer asked her, you know, what happened on the day you were rescued? And she's saying to the therapist, he came downstairs right before I was rescued. Something was wrong. And that's when I met Annabelle. The therapist says, who is Annabelle? And Kate says, I can't remember. So I want to know if they, like, she is another personality. Did Annabelle kill him? Was there another girl down there? Like, he had captured another girl? There's so many questions. I know. I th- We talked about this a little, and I think that you were on the right track where you were saying, like, how it was another personality or, like, a trauma right, response right. where she has created, because she's down there alone for so long, she's created this other personality to interact with. And maybe Annabelle is, like, more dominant and confident and... Like, Annabelle's going to be the one that, quote, unquote, Annabelle's going to be the one that kicks his ass and kills him and gets them out of there. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Annabelle, I think Annabelle's the one who rescued her, or Annabelle's the one that came in. Like, we don't know. Did he, like, sexually assault her? Was this a weird, you know, we don't know yeah, what no, no. his deal was. Yeah, we know her. nothing, but, like, right, why is she down there? And if he took her for, you know, something like sexual and like she's down there for months at a time, is it just like the power, the control of knowing that she's down there? Why? Why? And has he done this before? Because he sure seems to have this whole basement thing. He had it figured out really damn quick. Mm -hmm. And that was Mm -hmm. a, okay, one, did anybody look at that giant mansion that this assistant principal (laughs) got for himself? Like, I don't understand that. And could you, if she could see out of the windows and there were, like, cage-like things on the windows, could you see those from the outside or were <laughs> they maybe around the back of the home? Like, what did they think he had down there? Well, I'm also wondering, they made a big point of showing all the mirrors in that basement, like, when, when Jeanette went down there. Mm-hmm. So did she see her own reflection and, be, like, talked her own reflection oh, and that became Annabelle? yeah, that was Annabelle. Oh, that's a good thought, too. If none of these things happen, I'm, you, you're missing out, Cruel Summer. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're wasting that. Your liar, left aligned signs. I'm just saying. <sighs> well, I think eventually we're just going to have to write our own show and take all the notes that we have given all these other shows <laughs> into consideration and just make like the pinnacle of entertainment. I think we should just make a, something really awful. Let's add all this shit together. And make it something just, like, so... People will eat that crap up. (laughs) Probably. Look at all the shit that people like. No offense. I like crappy stuff, too. It's fine. Okay. So, if you want to give us your theories about who Annabelle is, is she a stray cat that happened to come in through the basement window one day? Is she the weird doll? The Annabelle doll from the, like, the Conjury movies? Is this that kind of a TV show and we just don't know it yet? Okay, Mm -hmm. you should let us know. And where could they let us know, Tiffany? You can go to Facebook at That's So Original Podcast. You can go to Instagram at That's So Original Podcast. You can go to Twitter at That's So Pod. You can send us an email at That's So Original Podcast at gmail.com. You can go to our website at That's So Original Podcast. Dot com. See how that all works together? <laughs> uh, you can like us or review us on iTunes. You can follow us on Spotify. You can send me a letter left aligned that says you're cool. Um, <laughs> or if you want to just do four letters, you just write cool. I, and I will yeah. understand because that's how we are. But it's, 
It better be on that kind of paper, though. Oh, my God. Bring it way back. You better bring you know it way what? back. We have that at work, and so oh my God. I'm not even. We have, a, <laughs> we have a printer like that that we use, still use to this day at work. So Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. You could do any of those things, and you should definitely send us an email. Just like if you are listening to this thinking, what could I do to really brighten Kelly and Tiffany's date? Send us an email, even if it's just an email that says capital L <laughs> and lowercase I-A-R. Uh, you could do it. That's, I would laugh. I would enjoy it. I would love it. Please do it. Okay, It'd be on our everybody. Instagram in a minute. It'd be like everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Well, thanks for coming along with us on this ride, and we are, are we halfway through now? Is this the halfway point? Are they, there are eight episodes, right? Oh, God, I don't know. I thought maybe there was like ten, but I could be wrong. Oh, shit. (laughs) Okay. All right, we will talk to you, wow. Sorry. (laughs) We will talk to you about Cruel Summer Episode 5 next time. No promises when that will be. See, here's the thing. (laughs) We were on we were on a schedule and then life, so Yeah, there's no more schedule. What schedule? Who's gonna